When it comes to business travel in Orlando, it's never business as usual. Sure, I could go on for days about all the incredible places to hold meetings, or the Michelin dining, or the breadth of industries that call it home. But when it's time for your business to make the extraordinary happen, Albert Monero of Limitless Solutions said it best. Orlando is an incredible place for innovation. So dive in and see what's happening in Orlando, where the possibilities for business travel are unbelievably real. Learn more at orlandoforbusiness.com. Welcome back, everybody, to This Week in Crime. I'm Steve here. I'm here with the mullet-head man bad himself. Saul Trujillo. And we're here with Katie on the ones and twos. Hello. Chatter. <laughs> Beautiful. That voice is from the gods. Recording live at the Comedy Store, Comedy Store Studios, Saul. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing fantastic, buddy. Having having a lot of fun, you know. You know, just good times. Good, good. Anything going on, bro? I am so excited. I am happy to announce that my wife and I signed a lease for a brand new apartment in Hollywood, man. It's big. It's moving up. Moving on up from where I was in 2019 when I moved here, living in my car. Uh, using your shower to not stink around people. He would. I lived in a shoebox, but the shoebox had a shower. <laughs> you lived in barely a place. It was it, great, though. It was. I, I think it was just as big as this little studio. Nah, don't give your place that much credit. <laughs> <laughs> no way. Total, including the bathroom. Yeah, the bathroom, too. It was rough, but it was easy to keep clean because yeah, it was I'll, literally one thing. Yeah, and the thing about that is, is that you had a very small space. And you're a collector of items. Yes. You're a sneakerhead. So yes. it looked like a hoarder was like you had a, your bed was a six yes. sneaker boxes. Yeah. It looked like I was li living in like my rich aunt's uh, closet. <laughs> yeah. I was, but I came into like, he's got a problem. We're here yeah. to tell him you got to stop hoarding Jordans, Stephen. And luckily it's only got worse. That's the thing about LA, you know, when you come here, you come pretty downtrodden if yeah. you're not a rich person. Oh, I yeah, I wish. No, I don't. I, I feel like I'm okay with the character that I've developed from coming down yeah. Trotten. Like I feel like you have to come in poor to see if this city fucks with you or not. Yeah, and and also it makes the wins better. You know, like your first year in LA, you don't know where anything is, you don't know what's happening, and then you get a lay in a bed. Oh, that's great. How but, good does a bed feel when you haven't laid in one forever? Yep. And then when you come here and you don't have a bed. <laughs> And you finally get one, you're like moving on up. And you like sleep on a cot. You're thinking like, yo, what is this? I've been sleeping on the concrete for yeah. years. I had floor. When I moved here, I tried to move in. I moved here for a month with a girl I was dating. Then we broke up and she still let me sleep on her floor for a while. The fuck? You still stayed on that floor? Yeah, for a couple weeks. Oh, man, I'd have, I'd have rented a tent on Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, I was thinking about knocking on a tent being like, can I come in here to do heroin with you guys? Smoke a little meth. <laughs> hey, guys, I've got some crystal. Can we hang out? <laughs> and then I went into uh, a place I shared with Logan Gunselman and uh, John Gamora. Then I went into my shoebox. That place with Logan Gunselman and John Gamora, I'd say one of the best places to get food. Yes. I'm talking about like yes. kiosk food. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, all the streets. The streets are cooking. The <laughs> streets are cooking. The streets are cooking. There's <laughs> abuelas on every corner whipping it up. Uh, yeah, bro. I, it, but now uh, that the shoebox you had, I was very grateful for. Because when I was living in my car for that year, when you were on the road, you were grateful enough. Like, would you like to stay in yep. the shoebox? Yeah, you stayed and watched it, took care of the cat. And then that was right at the time when I worked out with Bert. So it's like you were able to go in there. And it made me feel like a human again. Yeah, 
Because you had some stories being on the streets. Yeah, I did have some stories. When you become an a outdoor cat, it's hard to adapt to the indoor cat yeah, lifestyle. Yeah, for sure. Which I was really weirded out. Like, your street specifically, I've never seen this before. I don't know who hired them, but I appreciate them. It's like when any of, like, a, a vagrant would try to be on your street to harass people. They're like these little old Mexican ladies with brooms. Yep. Mm-hmm. And aprons. Would, and aprons <laughs> that would, like, push broom a homeless person mm-hmm. back onto the main It was great. <laughs> they'd push them out like an old... <laughs> piece of trash or something like an old they would sweep them into the street and it was great i think ralph's hired them but they had they never had any affiliation with ralph's <laughs> like they never wore anything that was ralph's based but they did sweep the side streets you know that place was cool and everything other than the apartment like the location was great allowed me to get around apartment was fine it was just so small also at the same time you're so used to adapting to situations that it wasn't that great. Like, if you really look about it now, like the two apartments down, that was like a hostel for like yeah. for like drug addicts. Yeah, it, I think it was like a fraternity back in like 1910. Yeah, but now they use it for somebody who can't get her kids back because yeah, she can't put the needle down. It's a halfway place for sure. And Most of the rooms were empty. It's one guy downstairs. He put he closed up all of his windows, <laughs> so like the odor would seep out. And then your downstairs neighbor stabbed someone. And who was my other neighbor? Yeah, it was. There's your a neighbor, neighbor on neighbor stabbing, stabbing, neighbor stabbing neighbors. But you were like, man, this is pretty good, man. This like, is pretty Hollywood. I'm living with my dream. That's what happens when you move to LA. You just <laughs> you make take the steps of more space. Yeah, yeah. And if you could slowly get up, then it seems like you're doing something. If you start and you move into a great apartment, yeah, nothing you can do. That's why I see when people move to the Hollywood Hills, I'm like, yo, that person probably started out yeah. sleeping in a tent. You yep. let him enjoy his fucking hill, all right? <laughs> and the worst part about moving in L.A. is you can get a place that's rent controlled. Why is that the worst part? Because then you never want to move. Yeah, there are some people that live in a place of like this, like half of it, the time it's on fire. Yeah. Like, but hey, the rent's pretty good. Huh? <laughs> like, I a little guess. smoke never hurt anybody. <laughs> like, that's asbestos. No, but really, at that old uh, little shoebox apartment I had, a guy had been there since the 80s and he was paying $250 a month. I was paying $1,250 for a room. The same size as his? Yeah, same size as his. I mean, literally as big as this black square here. Yeah. I wouldn't even be at that place if it was two hundred fifty dollars a month. I would just have that room. That's just yeah. a room. I would never live there. Well, I always thought about there's this one. It was so funny. This one couple downstairs started dating. Uh huh. So they used one room as the bedroom, and the other room was their living room. So that was kind of funny. That is pretty great. Yeah, That's you're almost there because they've been there a long time too. So they're yeah. still probably spending like twelve hundred bucks for a two bedroom. Yeah, so like, I, they're bad. fighting. They're like, I'm going to the living room. Yeah. I'm sleeping in the living room. You got a knock? Like, <laughs> show so what's your place now? So then you went from car to you or your, you and your wife moved into a studio. About the size of this with a dog and a cat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, which also not great. Can't no. run. Can't run in. It's an older building, which most of the buildings in Hollywood are. So you can't run an air fryer or else the circuit breaker goes. Damn. Yeah. So we're going there. Now we're moving to a one bedroom. I mean, just the dream of living in the city. Like it's I'm in Thai town and it's just I walking distance to all my favorite food. Yeah. I'm walking distance from new I'm gonna die is what's gonna yeah. happen. I'm walking distance from noodles and coffee and a dispensary. Yeah. Yeah, I think I know where the area you are and we gotta hang out. I show you all the good spots because there's this 
soup place I'm going to go tonight that's just fucking incredible. And it's a, just an old woman on the street with a walk going at it. <laughs> making. Based on the cough you coughed earlier with the amount of phlegm in it and that your love for soup, you are aging into a 70 I'm dying. Old. I want to see my time coming out. I am dying. I need warm liquid to really just get the stuff in the back of my throat. Clear it up. <laughs> you know what the problem has been? The problem is I have had this problem since I headlined La Jolla Comedy Store. If you guys missed it, fucking missed a sick-ass weekend. One of the best weekends of my life. And I planned it all out. I love La Jolla because, you know, the, La Jolla just seems like a whole city that's drunk on red wine. <laughs> I mean, everyone's a little loosey-goosey. Their teeth are a little purple. It's a beach town. It's a beach town. Yeah. It's an upper-class beach town. <laughs> Which means you take your fucking vino to the beach. Yep. Yeah, but it's good vibes, you know. Like no one's working. Why would you? <laughs> so on my way down there, I start to get a little verklempt. On my way down, I stopped at this place called Uptown Provisions. I'm a big egg, egg salad guy. How do you feel about egg salad sandwiches? It's one of my favorite things that I'm not allowed. To, I I wasn't allowed to eat in my uh, old apartment before I moved, just because my roommate hated the smell. Fair. He tried. Was traumatized as a kid. Uh, I guess somebody had brought egg salad sandwich. Little Mexican girl brought egg salad sandwiches every morning to the bus stop, and he had to sit next to her. So he's like, the smell of egg salad like made him freak out. Interesting. Yeah, I, I love I, it though. I love it too. Ugh. I have a sandwich. Just called this. Is, I like to name things after myself. This is the Steve Fury. It's an egg <laughs> salad, onion, tomato, lettuce, three pieces of bacon. That's that. That's bacon doing half the work. Well, that's Steve Fury doing all the work. <laughs> Check it out, a few chumps. I used to uh, work at a uh, ice cream shop growing up. Uh huh. And in this, uh, and I got in trouble because I kept with naming things after myself and tell my friends to come in and buy them. That's crazy. That's a crazy <laughs> thing to do. So my friends would come in and be like, "Can we get the Steve Fury uh, sandwich and the Steve Fury shake?" <laughs> and the my boss would lose his fucking mind. He'd be like, "Steve, Steve Fury shake, <laughs> half uh, mint." Mint chip, half uh, Oreo cookie. <laughs> Are you just going to open up Steve Fury, Steve Fury sandwich shop? Mm -hmm. like Steve Fury, Steve Fury's burritos? And I got my blunt. Steve Fury blunt. I could go into that, too. It's very long. <laughs> so, got just your head on it? <laughs> it's just, yeah. It's just uh, just my face is on the blunt wrap. No, it's a bunch of little extracurriculars. So then I went to the sandwich shop. Start getting sick. Mm -hmm. Start getting real sick. Then I head down to the comedy store. Checked. I don't, you know, when the thing about when you start headlining is it stops being as fun as featuring because there's no pressure on feature. Mm -mm. It's the best spot. It's the best spot. You do a decent amount of time. Mm -hmm. People say, people give you a lot of, you were better than you were better than the headliner. Than the headliner. And if you suck, no one even remembers who you were. Oh, you go home. It's the best. Headlining, you got to start worrying about ticket sales. Yeah. So I go down there. I'm a little bit worried. Once I get down there, I realize I had already sold out the first two. Original. Ooh, so baby. That's Pretty what I'm big. talking about. You're full of egg salad. You're safe. I'm, I'm drunk off go. egg salad and NyQuil. <laughs> My farts a level of foul that oh, no human has ever smelled. Okay, but you're, you're at the beach, yeah? I'm dancing. I'm dancing. Getting sicker. Dancing. Second show was great. Next day, all the shows were great. I had one of my fan. I got a fan in... Um, San Diego. That When he comes to my shows in San Diego, he buy brings me two pounds of... Uh, Tuna fish jerky. Well, okay, okay. When you paused when you said two pounds, in my head, marijuana. I was expecting marijuana. Yeah. Maybe an illicit drug we would have mm -hmm. bleeped out. I wasn't expecting dried fish from a baggie. You know what's funny is I would I would smuggle this over the borders if I had to. It's so good. 
Tuna jerky mm-hmm. is so good. Yeah, you would take like an x-ray of me and you'd see condoms filled with tuna jerky in my <laughs> asshole going all the way up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a incredible. weird thing to smuggle in. But, it's incredible. Okay. So he brought that down, party that day. And then, you know, I was trying to think of a way to, you know, getting good with the staff. Yeah. Other than me fucking murdering all weekend. Yeah. So then last day I bought six pizzas. Jesus Christ, Steve. Yeah. Your egg salad, mm-hmm. dehydrated tuna. Mm-hmm. You're just mixing all these things in your stomach. I eat like a feral street cat. <laughs> like when you see a cat eating out of a garbage. You could coax Steve into your house if you mm-hmm. got some <laughs> got some, some soup, some stews, some dried meats. It's a sad <laughs> life, but someone's got to live it. <laughs> yeah. But I was able to reach two bonuses on that, and it was one of the best weekends of my life. And I'm very happy. Thank you, Comedy Store Lord, for doing it. <laughs> and this was a last minute pickup that ended up being a, you yep. know, a fucking thriving situation for you, man. We're starting this one with a banger. Everybody's favorite segment. What does it look like? She did. Ooh. First off, incredibly attractive. Yeah, she looks like she stole my heart right now. <laughs> I'm in love. Hello. How you she doing? looks like she just told me she is single and very horny and asked me to send her a Venmo to Al Muhammad Al Mamur in Nigeria. <laughs> I've heard some weird app I've never heard of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to send it through Target gift cards. <laughs> I love you forever. <laughs> I don't know about this. She does look like someone's unstable ex. You know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> she looks like uh, someone asked AI to draw every Sephora employee. Just a random, <laughs> just a random Sephora. She's like a guy who's just like, oh, what would it look like if I put myself through a filter that looked like a lady? Like, Yo, <laughs> yeah. Steve is sexy. <laughs> That's that wool. That's that wool. Dude, she looks like she uh, she scratches cheater into someone's Lexus with oh, a house key. Oh, for sure. Doesn't she? She has an Instagram page all about how hard it is to be a mom, even though her husband is an oiled field worker who barely sees her kids. <laughs> oh, man. She looks like one of those Texas moms who only takes pictures of her kids while she holds a giant Starbucks. Yeah. That's an NFL wife right That's here. That's an NFL wife. That's <laughs> what it looks like she did. What did she actually do? Woman... Allegedly used social media to find and kill her doppelganger so she could fake her own death. <laughs> Saul. What's up? How would you stage your death? Well, stage it. Yeah, like stage my own death? I mean, I'd make it as realistic as possible. I would buy $1,000 worth of Taco Bell. Mm-hmm, dead in the bathroom. <laughs> dead in the bathroom. <laughs> dead in the tub, the way the gypsy said it. <laughs> um, how would you? I mean, if I'm being serious, um, I would find a person, you know, they'd be killed. Them. Then I'd cut their head and hands off, put them in only Sacramento's gear, King's gear, and then light them on fire. <laughs> That's no dental records or nothing? Cut their head off and their hands. Ah, you, you fucking, you're good, dude. I've studied this. Not that I'm saying I'm trying to uh, escape, but if you are close to my height or weight, I'd watch the fuck out. Voice <laughs> coming for you. A 23-year-old German-Iraqi woman is accused of killing a beauty blogger she met online who looked just like her. Authorities say the alleged murder was a part of the suspect's elaborate plan to stage her own death. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. 
Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. Select Quote. We shop, you save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. This break is brought to you by Adobe Photoshop. Here's a fun fact. Every day, millions of people around the world use Photoshop to create all kinds of cool stuff. Designs for t-shirts and posters, graphics to promote brands and businesses, images for social and websites. Anyone can do it. And to the guy who put a bulldog's head on a parakeet's body, you, sir, are a genius. Get started for free today. Click or tap the banner to head over to Photoshop.com. Towel, do you have any doppelgangers? Oh, I hate this fucking... Yeah, it's in my goddamn set. Many times I've been told, when I was heavier mostly, now it's not as bad, that I look like Yolanda Salva, <laughs> what the fuck's her name? The lady who killed Selena? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have, we almost have the exact sack f- facial features mm-hmm. to where I- Chin hair, same. Same. I had this, we had the same haircut at one point. Yeah. Yeah, when I was trying to, when you, it's bad when you, you're a bigger dude with a, with a f- more feminine face, because mm-hmm. then you start to grow your hair out. It's awful. It's mm. awful. You, I see. I had her haircut, the the exact haircut she had when she killed Selena. For sure. I mean, back in the day, I always told people you had tamale lady vibes. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucked up because I make pretty good tamales. Yeah, they're pretty good. <laughs> yeah, pretty not bad. In the back of a bike with a little ice. <laughs> yeah. I always get when I was younger. I always get Colin Farrell a lot. Now I get Seth Rogen. When did they say you look like Colin Farrell? Well, I'm not trying to say you weren't. 195, strong eyebrows. Bully Steve? Thinner, bully Steve. Ah, uh, mean Steve. Mean Steve. Okay. Talking shit, Steve. You know, my bully thing, we've talked about this. I spread it out to everybody. Yeah. I think if you bully someone, you bully a person. You can't bully a whole group of people. Oh, that's a racist. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Wait, uh, what do they say that, that old, old fucking old man cough Steve looks like now? Seth Rogen. And you hate it. I do. I mean, I just think it's an open insult to someone to say to my face. Yeah. It'd be like going up to someone, a woman, and be like, "You look like Kathy Bates." I mean, my wife says you don't look like Seth Rogen at all. She I, says she says you, she can see how people would see it, but absolutely not. Yeah, I don't feel it at all. And also, you know, there's a lot of Seth Rogens. Like we talking about Knocked Up, where a movie was literally based around him being unfuckable. That one's really hurtful to you. That one's hurt. If they said you look like Knocked Up, Seth Rogen, you'd probably fight them. Yeah, I will come after you, dog. Me <laughs> and my giant Catherine Heigl wife. <laughs> but if you said Green Hornet, Seth Rogen, or like Pottery, Seth Rogen, Pottery, Seth Rogen, looks all right. <laughs> You're trying to justify. I'm it. trying to do it. Still we look good, rough. me and Seth. Is still what pretty I'm saying. Not fun. <laughs> The Munich-based suspect identified in German news outlets as Shadabon K allegedly scored Instagram for a lookalike to target before settling on an Algerian beauty blogger named Karija O. Um, I feel like this woman doesn't understand that cops don't identify bodies by sight. <laughs> she looks like me. Therefore, she looks like she Charles. Is me. That might be Charles. What's this? Dental records? What's this talking about? What are you talking about here? <laughs> I feel like she thinks a cop's going to walk up and be like, that looks like Steve Fury. And it's just a ball of melted butter and a bong. <laughs> With your hat? With, my With hat a on. trucker hat on? <laughs> Clearly him. <laughs> According to authorities, Shadabon K sent the victim who lived about 100 miles away in Epigen messages about makeup before allegedly luring her to meet by promising her cosmetic kits. Raise your hand if you knew Algeria was only 100 miles away from Germany. I mean, we live in California. Everything's 100 miles away. Yeah. I don't understand. 
I don't even understand the Midwest, let alone Algeria. I took a train to France, and they're like somewhere not. I was like, you're in a different country. Yeah, you went like, to France and came back? This is how stupid 100 mile, Yeah. <laughs> 100 miles is the same as SAC to SF. I have no idea where anything is. No. People say I'm dumb, but it's like, bitch, I use Apple Maps to get to the store, and I live on the same street. I don't know east, west, north, and my wife teases me for it. I don't know where I'm at half the time. I can find kind of feel the east, west, north. Okay, where are you at? Where's east, west, north from where you're facing? If I'm under here, that street's there. I think that's north. I hope you're right. Cause if I, I go by the five. If I can feel where I am to the five, five goes north to south. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know that. But uh, even then, even if I could be on I-5 north right now, going towards north, <laughs> and my brain would still be like, where am I going? I don't know where I'm at. <laughs> Are we horizontal or vertical? I'm not sure what's <laughs> happening. On the day of the alleged crime, Shadabon K and her boyfriend Shakir K allegedly picked the victim up in their vehicle, then drove her to a forest in Ingolstadt and stabbed her to death. Ugh. Oh my God. What's Ingolstadt? That sounds like a place you'd stab someone to death. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. I mean, just disgusting names of places in general. I feel like a person who looked just like her, started Demer, and asked her to give her free makeup sounds insane. Saul. How would you lure your doppelganger in? How would I lure someone who looked like me in? Mm -hmm. Oh, man. If he's anything like me, it would definitely be like free samples to something. Like if it's anything, a possible situation, <laughs> free anything. I, I, I drive towards being cheap. And if it's like a free sample to something, you got my attention. Mm -hmm. I go to Ralph's. I get two, three toothpicks. So I would put it. Yeah, I would free sample to something. What about you? Me, if someone was like, hey, Steve, there's a gig that pays in tequila and backwoods. I'm like, on my way, dog. That's most gigs. That's most gigs. That's why I'm easily murdered. <laughs> Kahija O was allegedly stabbed more than 50 times, and her body was left in the back of a Mercedes, which was driven by Shadabon. Can we please stop stabbing people? Mm, no. No, you're in the stabbing. I'm in the stabbing versus shooting. Shooting for sure. You would prefer to shoot over stabbing? So less personal. Shooting's like a magic thing that you just want, like, and the person's gone. Stabbing, uh -huh. they're like, you're not going to kill someone with one stab. They kill 50 times. Shooting's really selfish because you don't get to, you got you to gotta feel that death. As I'm stabbing them, I got to see their life leave their eyes, man. This is shooting, you're going to run away. Don't be a coward. You're like one of those hunters who are like, I don't buy my meat from Rayleigh's. I got to go down and watch it die. <laughs> I understand that after I stab you, I'm going to get a little bit of blood, put it against my gums. To <laughs> 50 times. I don't think I could do anything 50 times. Also, if I'm staging my death, it's going to be a lot cooler than stabbed 50 times and less for dead. Also, the boyfriend. Is he just like, does he have a secret girlfriend? Is she dead? She's like, he's going to go to her funeral? Like, you helped stab. That's funny, yeah. Isn't that, what's going on there? Like, he's just like, she's just like, help me fake my own death. You love me. And I was like, well, where, where, where do we go from here? Also, boyfriend of the year. <laughs> yeah. Right? 100%. My girlfriend wants me to take out the trash. I'm like, no. But she's like, how about we go stab some Algerian bitch and pretend I died? And you're like, why stab? We'll shoot an Algerian bitch. <laughs> I don't want to stab. I'm not gonna die that sad fifty times. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna kill myself and stage it, I want people to be like, listen, local open mic comedian found dead. He was covered in female ejaculate, cocaine, and hundred dollar bills. Also, somehow, <laughs> even after his death, his dick was rock hard. Scientists <laughs> he died rock hard. He like how rock he lived. Hard. Came it's, in this world rock hard, came in let this world rock hard. That'd be scary if your baby came out with a fucking hammer hard. Cause just imagine, like, I can't 
stabbed. Did, were, were they trying to make it come off as a suicide or like someone murdered her? <laughs> no. God. Uh, God. The world is hard. <laughs> <coughs> When Sharaban failed to return home that day, she told her family she was meeting her ex-husband in Ingolstadt, according to prosecutors. Her parents went out to look for her in that area. They soon uncovered it in an abandoned car with a deceased woman's body in it. Ugh. Wow. I mean, goddamn, Eastern European countries have the ugliest fucking names. They probably feel like that about us, you know? Cause just because we can't pronounce the names, but to our American palette or eyesight i guess ingolstadt it's probably just like milwaukee to them i guess but imagine you're like hey i gotta get aza so i need to stock by uh go firkin firkin on my way i'm gonna get my dress <laughs> i'll get my dress and go over to you know Tunseltown, and then later i'll well, get some uh Kumseltown has the best eggs they have the best eggs they're cheaper than normal <laughs> Shutterbond's family believed she was the victim in the back seat because of the strong resemblance between the two women. Also, the severity of the victim's stab wounds made details of her facial appearance hard to recognize. However, an autopsy proved the body actually belonged to Hadija O. Katijija O. Jesus Christ, she stabbed the bitch 50 times in her face? I wouldn't, be able, I wouldn't be able to because I'm too egotistical about myself. I'm like, gotta got stab from here, but I want to see that beautiful face, you know? Yeah. You want to be able to identify your doppelganger in the death. Like, that's definitely kind of Saul, <laughs> you know? It's off-brand Saul, like the cereal. It's Kirkland brand Saul. Kirkland. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> the weapon in the killing has still not been found. It has been confirmed that the QZ contracted several women via Instagram before the act who seemed to look similar to her. It can be assumed that the suspect wanted to go into hiding due to internal disputes with her family in faking her own death. Shadabon K and alleged accomplice Shakira K were detained by police in August 2020 and are both charged with murder. Why did she want to fake her own death? Does it ever explain that? Apparently, she just had some big problems with her family. I don't care how, if you owe your mom money or something like that, you don't, I still, nah, I wouldn't fake my own death. I'd, me being alive would hurt them more, you know, especially if they were mad at me. They're like, ugh. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I don't know how it is in Iran, you know, how hard it can be. For women and shit. Ah, fuck. Why you got to bring it up like that, Steve? Well, I didn't mean think about you know, that. You're right. 100%. I want like, dumb idiot. I'm like, aw. You just bummed me out. Well, like, in essence now, I don't care that much what my family thinks of me. So, like, I can't understand what running away from these people would be. But, I mean, well, she had a Mercedes. Yeah, she did. What would, what would be reasons to fake your own death? I would go, I would go one is because there can only be one. Yep, for sure. It's like Highlander. Yeah, Highlander. If I, I'll go just try anybody who looked like the lady who killed Selena. As soon as she gets out, you better believe. You I better got watch you, out. bro. I got you. I'm on. I'm you're. I'm on your tracks, dog. And then uh, I don't know to start over, dude. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't want to do this at the store no more. I'm done being married. I'm just gonna go fucking live off live off the land, stabbing people. Where would you go? Times. Probably just live at the grapevine. Just like, a, like a cow, <laughs> just on those hills. <laughs> that cow's doppelganger looks like Saul Trujillo. <laughs> it's crazy. They're both eating Taco Bell. <laughs> All right, that is another fantastic. What does it look like she's doing? Up next from FoxNews.com, the best place to get news. <laughs> All right. Illinois woman charged with stealing 1.5 million in chicken wings from school district. That's my favorite headline of yeah, all time. Of all time, yeah. Of all time, from 1.5 million. 
Also, uh, did no school sell chicken wings? I don't think they can. Like, they can't sell peanuts because kids are stupid now. You know, like, you can't determine what a bone is. Remember, we used to know what bones were. Now you can't. I don't know. You can't tell what's a peanut, what's a bone. (laughs) The Illinois woman was accused of stealing $1.5 million in food, mostly chicken wings. Over nearly two years from a school district was discovered after an audit revealed the district was hundreds of thousands of dollars over budget, despite only being halfway through the school year. How did no one notice this? They just thought these children went to school at a Buffalo Wild Wings? Uh, I... I don't understand. Like, how do you? That's on the school district for letting that happen. I, I you just not under the scene when she ordering are like fruit cups, stuff for meatloaf, very cheap pizza. We don't give kids chicken. Wings. I know you don't give to. And also, okay, let's do this. Let's just say it's fifty cent wing Tuesdays. Okay, let's just say. <laughs> I think right? you're trying to whole meals trying to be fifty cent. It's a school lunch. I know, but let's just. I'm just trying to gauge how many. So that's three million dollar. Three million chicken wings. So 1.5 million chickens died for this. Almost. Yeah, for this scheme. <laughs> I love also how it's like mostly chicken. Like no one found it interesting. She also uh, stole celery and carrots. <laughs> God damn, this bitch loves blue teas. She also, she has a wing stop. She's a franchise owner <laughs> on the side. No one noticed that. <laughs> what was your favorite dish from a cafeteria? Ooh. Oh, probably. I'm a hack though. Chicken nuggets, man. So Classic. I guess the the chicken nugget, the chicken wing equivalent. Yeah. I yeah, chicken, and we had the dino nuggets that were always burnt because I went to like yep. Catholic school. Yeah, they were either undercooked or burnt. Yeah, they couldn't get, they couldn't quite get it. The bottom half was all spongy. Yeah, still because it was like sitting down. My fucking stegosaurus was in blackface because <laughs> his little head was burnt. I was like, all right, still good. Barbecue sauce is still good. What I used to do, I was, I, I've always been the chocolate milk guy. Yeah, yeah. I love the chocolate milk, and you, you remember like. There'd be like one day a year you'd get a strawberry milk. No. We had that. Like one time a year you'd get the strawberry and it was pandemonium. <laughs> Can you imagine? It's like Wing Wednesday. You're like, oh, fucking wings and chocolate milk. And tr- That'd be a fucking day right there. You kind of need the milk to get you down from those hot ass wings. <laughs> my, used to, my meal when I was a kid, I got, I got $3 a day when I was a kid. Yeah. For uh, in middle school. Pretty much to high school. High school, I got $5. And I would go. We had like a little snack place. I'd go there. I'd buy a snowstorm. Yeah. It was a cup of uh, Oreo ice cream. You don't got to educate me on what it is. <laughs> I grew up a in a snowstorm. Snow what is North Dakota? <laughs> so I'd buy that. That was a buck fifty. Yeah. Then I'd save one fifty a day. Yeah. No, I'd save a dollar a day. I'd take the other 50 At the end of the day, I'd buy a candy bar. And then I'd use the $1 a day. At the end of the week, that'd be $5. My other friend would do the same thing. At the end of the week, we had 10 bucks, and we'd buy one gram of marijuana, go to his house over the weekend, and we all smoke it. Whoa. That, and that was the beauty of like having that type of 3 to $5 allowance, mm-hmm. was trying to make it work, not just for lunch, yeah. just because I would do almost the same exact thing, but for just saving money in yep. general. That, and it got better towards high school, because in high school, uh, my homie started working at the shop, like the shop where they sold all the snacks, the snack shop. So I didn't pay for anything all of sophomore year. All sophomore year, he'd be like, "Yo, the 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 manager's gone. There's no one's here. Grab what you can." So I'd grab chips. I'd grab a hell of stuff and I put it in my bag. I I think it was a good year because my buddy Juan was there. Didn't pay for anything. Fantastic. Save so much money. So I just pocketed the five dollars. Do you guys have a cup of noodles? Fuck yeah, we yeah, have a cup of noodles, awesome. dude. And then we just take that shit to the microwave. <laughs> 
Come on. I went to one. Uh, I got kicked out of my school one time, and then I was able to come back. But while I went to this other school, they had like different days where they have like a pizza day, and they bring in pizza, and you could buy real pizza. Yeah, 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 yeah. We never had that in my other school. You know, you like that other school fucking suck. Public school, no, nah, they didn't know that shit. What's public school? They're trying to feed kids as, I mean, as because as affordably as possible. You know what I mean? So every meal should realistically be. Two bucks a day at the end of the day for them. So it's like, what, a fruit cup and milk and hog, like really terrible pizza. Have you, do you remember the taste of that pizza from cafeteria? Damp. That's what I remember the taste being. It was damp. Damp and like saran wrap cheese. You'd like snap it. I feel like the food that they give public kids is a lot like when you drive the five and you go past all the cows that are all pushed together and you flop <laughs> off the ground. Yeah, and then yeah, private yeah. school kids are like free roaming cows. There's a yeah, there's a big truck that has the same food. And one goes to like school districts, the other one goes to prison. <laughs> <laughs> They're both getting the same chocolate milk. They're both getting the same. I had a I my old roommate had like the school cafeteria, but he also had a, they made a chocolate milk for prisons. So it said he brought home chocolate milk and it said for California prison on it with a little cow on it. They actually have their own milk. So I was like, this is I'm drinking milk that prisoners have. Murderers drink. That's crazy. <laughs> Vera Liddell, 66, allegedly placed hundreds of unauthorized food orders with Gordon Food Service, the main food supplier in the Harvey School District 153. The scheme ran from July 2020 to February 22 during the COVID-19 pandemic. Dude, she's the reason Wingstop had to become the goddamn monstrosity thigh stop for a while. Do, have you had the thighs, though? No, that's fucking disgusting. You don't like thighs? What, I'm going to be out with my boys just eating buffalo ranch thighs over my <laughs> fucking dead body? It's an abomination all that's holy. <laughs> you can't even eat thighs trickily. You can't even, like, put them in. <laughs> just peeling the skin off with my bros. <laughs> Let's get some thighs. Let's get some bruise. <laughs> it does sound weird. Yeah, I just hear my boys watching the game weird. eating thighs. Like, what the fuck are we, wolves? It's uncivilized. <laughs> she is charged with felony theft and continuing a financial crimes enterprise. Liddell allegedly placed the orders, including 11,000 cases of chicken weeds, separately from the district's legitimate orders. The food service providers then billed the district, which made the payments. Wow. She was like, what did they explain? Why did she give herself an explanation as to what? She I tried to look, man, because it's like there's no way this woman ate one point five million dollars worth of chicken wings in two years. No way. So she, I'm just trying to figure. She was like hoarding it like toilet paper and during the pandemic. Yeah, you, you are correct. That's why Wigstop became thigh stop because of this. This one, one devious woman. person, man. <laughs> After placing the fraudulent order, she allegedly would pick up the food in a school district cargo van. The scheme was discovered when a manager conducted a routine mid-year audit and found the district had exceeded its annual budget by over three hundred thousand dollars, despite only being halfway through the year this woman is the goddamn harriet tubman of chicken wings a kentucky fried underground railroad just bringing them to safety 1.5 million dollars in chicken wings was that like nine bags chicken wings are expensive i know they, hers was 300 grand 300 for 1.5 million worth of chicken wings i don't know that's got to be like what 900 chicken wings it can't be that much you know i know i here's the thing and, and plus that halfway three how do you not notice 300k that's on the, not on her, that's on the, like, whoever's doing the budgeting of the school. They're like, all right, that's fine, 300K, we got it. 
Also, it's not even 300K like an accountant fucked up. It's wings. So there's got to be like a whole area of your business without wings anymore. <laughs> Employees at the Gordon Food Service told investigators they're all familiar with Liddell because of the massive amount of chicken wings you would purchase, prosecutors said. Wow. Incredible. What an incredible woman. Uh, I don't understand. Like, they're trying to make her come off like this, this like a crime enterprise. Like, it's not Breaking Bad. No. It's just chicken wings. She's not bringing fucking dope up and down the goddamn border. Yeah. She's not selling chicken wings in little baggies. What so, did you do with all the chicken wings? I Every time she know. went to a person's house, she's brought 12 piece over. <laughs> the queen of potlucks. <laughs> yeah, chicken wing lady. She comes over. She brings like 50 chicken wings every time. You got to get Miss Liddell. She's going to bring over 30 racks. <laughs> and they are New York style with both sides on there. <laughs> all right, everybody. That's another fantastic episode. This Week in Crime. I'm Steve Fury. It's Al Trujillo. Michael Katie on the ones and twos. Thank you, Comedy Store Studios. Make sure you check out Comedy Store Studios Podcast Network. Leave a comment. Peace, y'all. See you next time.